Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I am Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah! Wow. It's been so long since we've recorded, I forgot you did that. Yeah, I actually that really forgot. <laughs> yep, uh, that's a pretty obvious reference. We don't need to really wait till when my recommendation is. So it's that's, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, it's definitely Sarah. that. Um, <laughs> this is, how many weeks are we out? Or have we have we not been doing this? It's been six and a half weeks since we've recorded in studio. Nobody knows back at home oh, in their right. homes because we have not missed a beat. Man. Right. Because we preloaded yeah, so we many pre-loaded. episodes mm-hmm. by we. I showed up and stayed a little longer yeah. while Ashley went hard on getting things ready. Well, thank God for Ash. As no always. kidding. But yes, we are back from California and... Uh, it's cloudy and rainy here, but it's good to be back in Oregon, especially this time of year. It is quite gorgeous. It really is. It really is. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I love Southern, Southern California, but man, it is really beautiful here. It's kind of the sweet Gotta spot say. right now. Well, it's like, I know, not cold. Mm-hmm. It rains, but not all day. Not all day. And then when it's not raining, it's like sunny beautiful. and everything is bright orange and mm. green and red. And ev- it's just. It's really pretty. It's so nice. I know. The, the past couple days have been like paradise here. Yeah. Like 70 degrees and sunny. All the leaves have changed. And it's spooky season. So spooky season. We're all, you know, pumpkins are everywhere all of a sudden. And it's great. Yeah. And I can so eat exciting. candy corn until I throw up. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Hey. I mean, I haven't yet, but I plan to. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I can't do the candy corn. I know. I liked it. I saw a meme the other day that said something about candy corn was supposed to just be a decoration and someone (laughs) ate it and was like, this has gone too far and now it's candy. Yeah, yeah. Right. This joke. I can't just tell people I ate a candle. Yeah. Right. (laughs) We'll chop this up and put it in a bag. Add some sugar to this candle. (laughs) Uh, I think I hear something. (laughs) This just in. It's 62 and drizzly at not Disneyland. And 76 and partly cloudy at disneyland look at that <laughs> i thought that said old joy yeah old joy cloudy at at, old joy. There's, there's just a light kind of <laughs> bouncing off of it from my view and i thought it said old joy <laughs> partly old joy uh we all went to oogie boogie over yeah. this little break that we had we sure did and that was a blast it really was we brought michelle our, our dear friend michelle and sarah's work friend chelsea chelsea uh, had a, had a blast, so much fun. And then my son and his girlfriend and their friend Brooke came too. Yep. And so yeah. we did Disneyland the day before, proper Disneyland day, and then we did Oogie Boogie Bash. We realized after. that the three of us, Michelle, Chelsea, and I, were in the park for seventeen and a half hours that first day. Wow! In the park. Good for you. We went hard. God, you guys nice. opened and damn and closed. Oh, you we, did close. We pre-opened and post-closed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there wow. all day. And then, uh, yeah, then we God, luckily got to sleep in the next morning because Oogie Boogie didn't start until later. Yeah, which but is so good. It was great. And we got to use the pool because Michelle surprised us the day before oh, God, we left, right. basically. Like, hey, can you cancel your reservation at the Marriott? I got a, I got a surprise. She went crazy and booked us room a room at the Disneyland Hotel. It's so nice of her to do that. It really was. And it was just such a 
huge difference being yeah. able to stay on property. Mm-hmm. You still have to walk a lot because everything is far apart, right. but right. it's not even close. It's not even close. No, no Ubers, no, no dealing Ubers. with parking, oh, no nothing. Brilliant. It's beautiful. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, we had a good time. And it's, um, I always say that it's, it's kind of a hack. Because it's it's not that much more than a normal ticket, really. Our For ticket Oogie was Boogie. like basically the price of one, right? Like regular day at Disneyland. So assuming you can actually get into the event through the whole app madness, um, it's worth it's worth doing for sure. Because everything is essentially a walk on for the most part, and everything's themed, and you know there's less than half the amount of people in the park. It's it's great. Yeah, it's what you always hope it to be. It sucked you know? that cars. The Radiator Springs was down like the, the whole, whole time, time we were there. And then when like, it wasn't down, it was like an hour and a half wait. Like, what the hell? That was the uh, the only really outlier there. Yeah, but, we didn't get to do that one. But yeah. eh. I mean, what are you going to do? Whatever. Yeah, we've all done it a lot. But I would love for uh, yeah. the new people. To I think she would have loved it too. Yeah. It's just so perfectly themed. Totally. Yeah, so it was really good. Uh, Ash, you want to take it away here? We got sure. an episode to do. Uh huh. Okay, it's spooky season. Spooky. I mean, we've been living in spooky season, James and I, since April. Right. We've been celebrating Halloween. Sure. Yeah. So we um, also did not scary farm, by the mm-hmm. way. Yes, mm-hmm. with my baby girl. Yes, Sarah's daughter, our niece Katie, flew down and stayed for a couple days in Long Beach with us, and we did not scary farm with her, which was so fun. It's so fun. It's very different than Oogie Boogie. Yeah. It's incredibly different. Oh, it's, it's scary. It's all about the scary, the spooky, but it's not like too much. No. You know? I think it's the average person could definitely handle it. Yeah. But they scare you. Based I mean, on your videos, it did not sound like you were handling it well. Oh, no. I mean, you know what's funny? The, <laughs> There's a lot of shrieking. Yeah. You know, a lot of girlish screaming and crying. Excuse me while I burp. Um, the mazes, like the haunted mazes weren't what got me. It was the walking through certain areas of the park. The haunt zones. Yeah, they have the haunt zones. Mm -hmm. So you can look in the map and like avoid those areas if you want. Uh Because they're being honest with you. Like, we're going to scare you. There's people, you know, they have like thick fog and the lights are all dimmed and creepy different characters trying to scare the living shit out of you. And Uh they do. Yeah. So that was uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah, Kate told me that at one point she and ash said like we're gonna go down there yeah and you were like no 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 and they were like no yeah. we're going yeah. and then they just started walking and they knew that you had to I come had to follow them you weren't gonna, gonna go stand alone. there alone no that's even worse <laughs> so, they just made you do it <laughs> oh don't katie is acting tough she was scared too oh i know she, i could tell by the video too and she's a magnet for it too I, she I mean, yes. just, she's just begging for she's it. She's begging for it. Yeah. She's like messing with people mm. and, you know. So funny. Yeah, she's she's good. And uh, I was basically like on my deathbed sick. It wasn't oh, COVID, right. but I was getting very, very sick. Oh. And I coped with it by just drinking all the wine that I could buy <laughs> at the local <laughs> saloon there. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to get blast assed on wine <laughs> and just get into it. God, I can't imagine anything worse feeling sick than wine drunk. That's oh. what they had. If yeah. I, the only other thing it? I could do was wait in line for like a really fancy mixed cocktail that was like three times more expensive. Right, right. that's true. And you I was gotta like, do I what need you bang do. for my buck. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, I went and hid in a gift shop from one of the scarers, and he waited for me. <laughs> yeah, <outside. laughs> like pacing around the outside. 
Just waited. I just get it over. I was like, just do it just already. For yeah, just, just for you. Just for you. Me. You were a target. Yes. No, they, they will like single people out and, and haunt them. Yeah. They were like, so that 40-year-old man, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you. Yeah. He was like looking outside and like running from one gift shot to the next. <laughs> it didn't work. It only made it worse. Yeah. Because then he knew you were scared. Some of them had those like... I don't even know what they are. They they cause sparks uh-huh. like on their knee pads. Yeah, so weird. Really fun though. Yeah, <laughs> highly recommend. Yeah, good time. Um, well, back to back to back. the story. Back to the bat cave. <laughs> the first spooky topic, actually, the last one that we did, the cults of Disney, was our first spooky topic. Okay. Oh yeah. This is a continuation of spooky season, and today we are covering some real black mirror type shit. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. In the land of Oz. Okay. Yes. So, we're going to the the wonderful wizard of Oz. The wonderful wizard of Oz. Well, the wonderful land of Oz, I guess. We welcome you to Munchkin Land. <laughs> okay, I think that some people know that before it was a movie, The Wizard of Oz was a book. Mm-hmm. By L. Frank Baum. What you might not know is that Oz was also an entire franchise in the early 1900s. No. And a massively popular one at that. I kind of did know that, but I forgot that. So between 1900 and Frank's death in 1919, he followed up The Wizard of Oz with a newspaper comic strip about the same characters, 13 sequels, a book of short stories, multiple stage plays, another book serving as a sequel to the comic strip... And a partially lost uh, story set in Oz, which remained unpublished until 1972. Wow. What did you say his name is? L. Frank Baum. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. I just... Isn't the the witch in the Wicked, isn't her name Elphaba? Yeah. L. Frank Baum. Elphabom. Yeah. Elphaba. That's so cute. In Wicked? I, I'm almost yeah. positive. That's the... That's nice. totally that's a, a nod. reference. L. Frank Baum. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, So he also wrote 41 novels, 83 short stories, 42 scripts, and over 200 poems unrelated to the Oz series. What an asshole. Like, they just make us feel so lazy. It's prolific as balls. Good for you. Good for you. You're very busy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, I've eaten 25 granola bars this week, so. (laughs) Beat that. Beat that. After Baum's death, there were 36 more Oz books released between 1926 and 2006, not counting the many, many unauthorized sequels written often by his own relatives over the past century. And since the original books are now in the public domain, there have been countless unofficial Oz books, comics, films, and so forth in recent years. But back to Baum. So, one of those books that Baum wrote before his death was The Tin Woodman of Oz in 1918. Mm. And um, it's, it's a struggle for me to say Tin Woodman, not Tin Woodsman. Yeah. Tin, tin woodman. woodman. It's weird. It's like Fireman. He's yeah. A, he's a woodman. He's a woodman. One, one, who one is, wood. One with wood. <laughs> one man, wood. one wood. <laughs> uh, which featured the Tin Man character from the original novel. As is often the case with sequels focusing on a specific side character, this book gave a much more detailed look at the Tin Man's bonkers backstory. Mm. Now, we all know that he's made of tin, and he doesn't have a heart, but instead carries around an axe. 
Well, this book explains all of that, and it's fucking weird. I'm sure. It's already (laughs) weird. And it was written in 1918? Yep. I had no idea this whole thing went back so far. Yeah. That era is weird. Turn of the century is pretty weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real Real dark. Yeah, just weird shit, man. Granted, the world of Oz has always had that horror, surrealistic fairy tale vibe. But this story I'm about to tell you, in my opinion, is more worthy of a Terry Gilliam movie treatment than, say, MGM or Disney. So, let's go to the Tin Man. The Tin Man, he was originally a regular-ass, flesh-and-blood human man named Nick Chopper. Mm. Get it, Chopper? Okay. Who made his living chopping down trees in the forests of Oz, as his father had done before him. Once upon a time, Nick fell in love with a munchkin girl named Nimmy Amy... And intended to marry her. Okay. Here's Nick's account from the book. Quote, Nimmy Amy, that girl so fair that the sunsets blushed when their rays fell upon her, lived with a powerful witch who wore silver shoes and who had made the poor child her slave. Nimmy Amy was was obliged to work from morning till night for the old witch of the East, scrubbing and sweeping her hut and cooking her meals and washing her dishes. She had to cut firewood, too, until I found her one day in the forest and fell in love with her. After that, I always brought plenty of firewood to Nimmy Amy, and we became very friendly. Finally, I asked her to marry me, and she agreed to do so. But the witch happened to overhear our conversation, and it made her very angry, for she did not wish her slave to be taken away from her. The witch commanded me never to come near Nimmy Amy again, but I told her I was my own master and would do as I pleased, not realizing that this was a careless way to speak to a witch. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, as I was cutting wood in the forest, the cruel witch enchanted my axe so that it slipped and cut off my right leg. Wow. So, this powerful witch that Nimmy worked for was the Wicked Witch of the East, and she had cast a curse on Nick that compelled him to cut off pieces of his own body, slowly over time, one by one, with his own axe. Okay. So that's how he becomes the Tin Man? Yep. So he just keeps replacing parts of him with tin? Yes, he has help in this, too. Oh my gosh. So this is Oz, however, where nobody except witches can actually die. So, Nick, although horribly maimed... Wait, is that a part of Oz? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. All right. Um, He was horribly maimed, but otherwise perfectly fine. So, attempting to make himself whole, he visited a tinsmith named Kuklip. <laughs> I tried to look up... Is that like a Ku Klux Klan Yeah, it sounds thing? real bad. I couldn't find any connection. Okay. But it's K-U-K-L-I-P. Okay. Hmm. Okay. We'll let um, slide. So Clip agreed to craft him a new leg out of tin in exchange for Nick's old leg as payment. Ew. What? You might There's wonder what Clip was planning to do with yes, a severed I leg. I sure do wonder. Sure, yeah, it's all that we're wondering. We'll get to that later. <laughs> God. Uh, why? There's an answer. <laughs> oh, Lord. Why an answer now? <laughs> okay, soon enough, Nick was magically compelled to hack off his other leg. Back to the tinsmith. Then an arm, and another, and so on, until he was made entirely of tin, with Ku Clip keeping each body part as payment for his work. So at one wow. point, he chopped off his own head. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That'd be hard to do. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Not a lot of leverage there. No. You'd have... I feel like you'd have to have help. You'd have to have help, yeah. It's magical power. Yeah, that's true. It's enchanted. Did he also, like, vacate his innards? I know. Yeah. 
He had to have, right? Yeah, speaking of. However, the tinsmith wasn't able to replace his last remaining piece of humanity. Any guesses? His heart. His penis. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, James. It was what Sarah said, obviously. So his spleen. <laughs> what makes a man a man? <laughs> Once it was removed, he no longer cared about rescuing Nimi or anything else, really, and simply wandered aimlessly into the woods. Eventually, he was caught in a rainstorm and being tin, rusted into place. Oh. And there he sat for about a year until Dorothy comes upon him and lubes him on up, as we see in The Wizard of Oz. Excellent. Yeah. She starts with his mouth first because he's screaming without the ability to move his mouth and form words. Wilkin! Yep. Oh, that's right. It's been agony for him. And then the rest of the movie storyline just plays out, yada, yada, yada. Watch the movie. Right. The book continues as the Tin Man travels off along with a scarecrow to find his long lost love, Nimmy Amy, and propose to her. Along the way, he discovers another Tin Man identical to himself. This one holding a sword instead of an axe. Why? Why is there an identical Tin Man? As it turns out, after Nick went off to the forest to rust, Nimi Amy fell in love again, this time with a soldier named Captain Fighter. Nimi Amy's problem. She is a problem. Okay. She's a hoe. And Captain Fighter, just so you know, is spelled F-Y-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, the good captain had the same damn curse played on him as Nick did. He cut off every part of his own body one by one, selling them to Ku Clip for Where's metal the replacements. Curse from? The Wicked Witch of the East. Okay. Who is Nimi's owner. Sure. Okay. Enter the existential identity crisis. Right. The book repeatedly underlines that the only difference in their opinion, or in their opinion, appearance is that nick has an axe while the captain has a sword so they're like the same person Mm -hmm. at this point nick's entire identity is wrapped up in being the tin man right and if he's not the only one is he even anyone right does he even have an identity anymore and doesn't the captain also feel the same about himself don't worry it gets worse (laughs) (laughs) the two decide to work together and set off to rescue sweet sweet nimmy to see which one of them she'll choose to marry. Uh, probably oh. neither. You're both yeah. made of tin. She can do better. Well, well, she's kind of a jerk. Yeah, you'll see what she chooses. Along the way, the crew winds up at Ku Clips, but he isn't home. They enter his home and start looking through cabinets, only discover a barrel filled to the brim with severed limbs and body parts. Lord. Wow. See, old Kuklip didn't throw out Nick's old parts when Nick was done with them. He just set them aside. And since nothing ever dies in Oz, Nick's old pieces were still perfectly fresh and undecayed, Mm -hmm. as are the captains. Mm -hmm. What a weird place. Then, Nick Chopper finds his own still-living original head, which insists that it is the real Nick and that the Tin Woodman is an imposter, which (sighs) makes sense. Why, Why wouldn't it be? It's right. his head. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick's conversation with his own severed head eventually ends with him closing his head in the cabinet to be left alone again for decades. <laughs> Cut to the dystopian end of most Black Mirror episodes. <laughs> yes. This is so like horrible. White Christmas. Totally. Yes. Yes. So much. God. I'm telling you, man, that, that era is so weird. It's disturbed. 
Yeah. Um, suspiciously, Captain Fighter does not find his own head among the House of Horrors. Okay. Where could it be? Where could it be? Well, here's from the book. Quote, By the way, said the tin soldier, whatever became of my old head, Kuklip? And of the different parts of our bodies, added the tin woodman. Let me think a minute, replied Kuklip. If I remember right, you two boys used to bring me most of your parts. When they were cut off, I saved them in that barrel in the corner. You must not have brought me all the parts, for when I made chop fight, I had a hard work finding enough pieces to complete the job. I finally had to finish him with one arm. Who is chop fight, inquired Woot. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I put it together, just like he did. Oh. oh, haven't I told you about Chop Fight, exclaimed Kuklip. <laughs> of course not. And he's quite a curiosity, too. You'll be interested in hearing about Chop Fight. This is how he happened. How is it? Pre- chop Fight? Yes. C-H-O-P-F-Y-T. Okay. Chop Fight. One day, after the witch had been destroyed and Nimmy Amy had gone to live with her friends on Mount Munch, I was looking around <laughs> the shop for something and came upon the bottle of magic glue which I had brought from the old witch's house. It occurred to me to piece together the odds and ends of you two people, wow. which of course were just as good as ever, and see if I couldn't make a man out of them. If I succeeded, I would have an assistant to help me with my work, and I thought... It would be a clever idea to put some practical use to the scraps of Nick Chopper and Captain Fighter. There were two perfectly good heads in my cupboard, and a lot of feet and legs and parts of bodies in the barrel, so I set to work to see what I could do. First, I pieced together a body, gluing it with the witch's magic glue, which worked perfectly. This was the hardest part of my job, however, because the bodies don't match up well and some parts were missing. But by using a piece of Captain Fighter here and a piece of Nick Chopper there, I finally got together a very decent body with heart and all the trimmings complete. (laughs) (laughs) Whose heart did you use in making the body? Asked the Tin Woodman anxiously. I can't tell, for the parts had no tags on them and one heart looks much like another. After the body was completed, I glued two fine legs and feet onto it. You might want to tag the parts. (laughs) Just a thought. One leg was Nick Chopper's and one was Captain Fighter's. And finding one leg longer than the other, I trimmed it down to make them match. (sighs) I was much disappointed to find that I had but one arm. There was an extra leg in the barrel, but I could only find one arm. Why? Uh, Did you put an arm as a leg? (laughs) Entirely possible. Maybe. Having glued this onto the body, I was ready for the head, and I had some difficulty in making up my mind which head to use. Finally, I shut my eyes and reached my hand out toward the cupboard shelf, and the first head I touched, I glued upon the new man. It was mine, declared the tin soldier gloomily. No, it was mine, asserted Kuklip, for I had given you another in exchange for it, the beautiful tin head you now wear. When the glue had dried, my man was quite an interesting fellow. I named him Chop Fight, using a part of Nick Chopper's name and a part of Captain Fighter's name, because he was a mixture of both your cast-off parts. So he's a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. exactly right. Who I'm fairly certain has an arm for a leg. And that's why <laughs> one was longer than the other, and he was missing an arm. Yeah. It's got to be. He had an extra leg. He had an extra this leg. This just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> Oh, my God. So he's got one regular arm, one tin arm, one leg, one uh, and arm, one arm leg. One arm leg. I am very upset right it's, now. It's yeah. really upsetting. It's okay. extremely upsetting. Um, after traveling for a while longer, the two ten men eventually find Nimmy Amy, and she's married. 
Oh, of course she is. Of course she is. See, after Puffy. Dorothy killed the Wicked Witch of the East, Nimmy Amy was free to leave. And along the way, she married our Frankenstein's monster friend, Chop Fight. Uh-huh. Since he was quite literally both of the men that she had previously fallen in love with. Sure. Probably has some kind of stutter or something, though. I'm, yeah. He can't be fully there. No. No. Uh, Nick complains that he wants his pieces back from Chop Fight, but his friends eventually talk him out of it. But this begs the question, do those body parts even belong to Nick anymore? Right. Or do they belong to the disembodied head back at the tinsmiths that's been left in the cupboard alone without uh, any able without any ability to move itself or advocate it, for itself? I think it belongs to whoever it originally came from. How about that? So you think it's Nick's? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's too crazy. And if the head is still alive, isn't that the real Nick? Mm-hmm. Or is Chop the... off the tin head and put Nick back on his tin body. Clearly, it's go. a possibility. Yeah. Or is the tin woodman the real Nick? If the tin woodman isn't Nick, what is he? Is Nimmy actually married to both the tin men in a way? Where does the new consciousness come from? At what point in the replacement <laughs> of body parts does the soul move from one body to another? <laughs> it's a weird goddamn story. It's so weird. It is. I want to know, though, if they cut his tin head off. Does it talk too? Does it still think it's That's Nick? another question. Like if you take off that head and you fashion a new one. I mean, how well, they, many how many Nicks can we make here? So this was after Wizard of Oz or before? This was after the Wizard of Oz book. The book. But before the movie. Got it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a common theme in Oz. Like in Return to Oz, they have all mm-hmm. the... That the woman, the queen, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah, the room yeah. of heads. Yeah, the Mom room B. of heads. Mom she like B. switches out heads. So those are heads that she's taken from people and they're still alive yeah, they're because nothing dies in Oz. Just chilling in oh. the Yeah. That makes so much more sense though. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> it's definitely not no. good. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but it makes more sense. But where are all the bodies for those heads? Because they're still fresh they're somewhere. Still fresh. In a barrel somewhere. Mm, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Well, what did early 1900s readership think of this sequel? Yeah, what did they? I am they? very For interested God to hear that. Sakes. They fucking loved it. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> did they? They ate it up, huh? The Tin Woodman of Oz not only massively outsold most of the previous Oz sequels, whose sales had actually been on the decline for years at that point, it actually re- reinvigorated sales for the previous books in the series. It was like a comeback for Oz. Oh, okay. Wow. What were the other ones like? Um, Are they as goddamn weird? There's a lot. Yeah, they're all weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so why? Yeah, why, why, <laughs> why did this one come back like the Avengers? Nobody knows, but historian Robert Wall suggests that it might be due to the many returning veterans of World War One, oh, yeah. hoping to like reach something that reminded them of their pre-war childhoods, because this was 1918. Mm-hmm. And also all the severed limbs. Severed yes. Limbs. And they've already survived trench warfare, so they're unlikely to be phased by this nightmare of a story. Interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wizard of Oz and Return to Oz have been forever changed for me. Same. Yeah. Uh, now I have to watch both of them knowing this. Yes. Ashley just watched I Wizard just of watched Oz. Wizard I actually want to read these books, too, but I don't yeah. really because I kind of kind of don't. I love reading. I just can't do it. I know. Yeah, it makes me sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's so sad. I'm it's halfway really... through a book I really like, and I just, every time I pick it up, I make it like a page, and I'm like, that's eh, nap time. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Well, my sources were The Tin Woodman by L. Frank Baum, Elphaba. Mm. 
Seeking New Earth blog, the Vintage News, and the Hidden History of Oz. Fantastic. Do you think that people just liked stories like that back then? Because life was so, you know, like there wasn't, there's no internet, there's no movies, there's nothing even remotely like that. So you get a book like that, and that must be wild. Right. Yeah. You know, that was probably super exciting to get. Yeah. I mean, people have always been the same. Yeah. You know, we like horror. We like yeah. mind-bendy shit. Yeah. Or just being creative. That is super fun, Ash. As usual, thank you for the research. Yeah. Um, no kidding. Thank you, Ash. That was disturbing in every possible way. Yeah, thanks. Enjoy. Um, well, on a lighter note, hey. we have some content to recommend. We do. Um, James, go ahead. We don't want to leave the <laughs> listeners There's guessing. Waiting. Well, yeah. I don't know if you guys caught on to this, but it's Buffy the Vampire <laughs> You don't say. Yeah, the series, I will say. Yeah. We started that again recently, and it's it's so silly. It's so dumb. It's so campy. Very Joss Whedon. Um, if you're fans of like Firefly and stuff like that, you'll you'll like it. You got to drill through the first season because it's so 90s bad. and bad and corny. <laughs> yeah. Like corny, corny. But you get past it, and it's like it's a it's a really fun, lighthearted show that um, reminds me of the '90s. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of my wife because it was like her favorite show growing up, one of them at least. It's very feel good, and um, it's not scary. It's about vampires. No, it's, it's definitely not corny, scary. <laughs> very safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check it's it out. It's very it's network television. Yeah, scary. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's good to just put on and forget about life. Yeah. Yeah. My recommendation is the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh. With Emma Watson. Yeah, we only saw it once, I feel like, right, Ash? I never saw it. I just saw it for the first time, like maybe a week ago. Did you like it? I loved it. I mean, I imagine so. I was so it. incredibly impressed by it. Cool. I, I It's a little CGI, but it's also, yeah. you know, what, 15 years old or something it's, like that? I can't remember when now, it yeah. came out. 2017. Okay. Oh. So wow. not that long not ago. That time is six years. Yeah, it's it's fine. The CGI is not terrible or anything, but um, yeah, it's so good. It was so good, and there's some like new music in it that isn't from you know. I remember her being great in it. She was so good, and all of the um, what am I trying to say? The furniture and stuff. Mm -hmm. The uh, what are they? The (laughs) The enchanted (laughs) furniture. You know the characters. (laughs) Yeah, the furniture characters. The help. It was like halfway through, and out of nowhere, Josh goes. Is that Ewan McGregor? <laughs> yep. Ewan mm. McGregor is Lumiere. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then we went through and that. it was like, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Ian McKellen? Yeah. I think. Like the He's... Deadwood guy? No. Oh, Ian McKellen. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Old white haired dude here hold on uh he's yeah, like, in a million things he's in like x-men and oh he's uh in lord of the rings right yes that's right yeah, yeah he's gandalf he plays um cogsworth yeah Ian oh, mckellen yeah cogsworth. but uh kevin it, klein plays maurice yes and then cool. uh emma thompson plays the teapot mm-hmm. of course it makes sense it's very well done and um i was really really surprised and the reason we watched it is because we tried to watch the live-action Little Mermaid. Mm. Have you? No. Dislike? I dare you to watch it and make it through. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. I I was horrified. The yeah. reviews are all over the place. When I looked it up, it was like, another stunner by Disney, blah, blah. I mean, it was like, 
it made it sound like it was super good. Yeah. It's terrible. See, I've only heard that it's kind of bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't, honestly, I don't follow anything. You right. know this. I didn't even realize it was out until we were at Disneyland and I kept seeing all this stuff with <laughs> Haley oh, Berry as Ariel. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really wanted to see that. I was pretty stoked about having that actress play mm-hmm. Ariel and all of this stuff. It's not that she does a bad job. It is the movie is horrible. Mm. It is almost word for word the animated. Right. But it's like, with what's people. the point? Yeah. It's just weird. And so it's just like obviously fake underwater scenes. Everything is yeah. too bright or dark, depending on it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm kinda tired of the live action thing. Yeah. So I decided to check out huh. Beauty and the Beast and it it was great. And I hadn't seen it before, so I was excited to see it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll we'll check that one out because I do remember liking that one. Ash, do you have anything? Yeah, sorry. I was looking up reviews. Oh, yeah. They're all over the place. So all over the place. I really... I Michelle I, said she liked it. She sure did. Yeah. She said it was so super fun. And I think she said she saw it in the theater. Maybe that changes things, too. When you see something on the sure. big screen and you're with a bunch of people who are excited to see it, you're it's different. Like but it, yeah. Okay, I recommend watching The Wizard of Oz. Ah, yes. I did that while James was at some show when we were in Long Beach. And I did it because I had been doing this research, obviously. But as soon as I like started it, I was actually hooked. Like yeah. I was not looking away, which I was not expecting. Like the entire, I was just like entranced by what I was watching, so which is like very rare for 30s, me. 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 39. That's so wow. crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't Pre-World remember that War it was II. that old. Yeah. And like the moment when it changes from this like almost sepia toned black and white movie to color when she steps out, I yeah. was like, I almost gasped. It was like really effective for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I was in a mood, but yeah, I was like, no, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> well, right. mom talks about so how cool. they didn't have, they had a black and white TV at home. Mm. And when this movie came out, she had seen it black and white. It doesn't change for you. Oh, And then wow. she was over. I think she said she was at dad's house and saw it for the first time. It was like, what? <laughs> Drugs. What happened? How did I not know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty jarring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my animal hero of the week is Terry. Uh, Terry was a female Cairn Terrier performer who appeared in many different movies, most famously as Toto in The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Oh, Terry was a girl? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was her only credited role, though she was credited not as Terry, but as Toto in the film. Ah. She, uh, She was born in the midst of the Great Depression. She was trained and owned by Carl Spitz. She was the mother of Rami, another movie Karen Terrier, who oh, appeared cute. in other films. Cute. Um, she did her own stunts, and she was seriously injured during the filming of The Wizard of Oz when one of the winky guards accidentally stepped on her paw, spraining it. Oh. <laughs> Terry spent two weeks recuperating at Julie Garland's residence, and Garland <laughs> developed a close attachment to her. <laughs> oh, no way. Garland offered to buy Terry from Spitz, but he refused to sell her. Um, Terry's $125 per week salary, which is like $2,600 in 2022 money, was more than that of many human actors in the film, especially the 
little people. Yeah. And also m- much more than the average working American at the time. She attended the premiere of The Wizard of Oz at Grauman's Chinese Theater because of the popularity of the film. Her name was formally changed to Toto in 1942. <laughs> oh, wow. How funny. Um, she died at the age of 11 in Hollywood on September 1st, 1945, and was buried at Spitz's Ranch in Studio City, Los Angeles. The ranch gr- in Studio City? Yeah. Jeez, 40s, man. Wow. 40s were a wild time. <laughs> There's no ranch space in Studio City now. Well, the grave was destroyed during the construction of the Ventura Freeway in 1958. Wow. And then on June 18th, 2011, a permanent memorial for Terry was dedicated at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles, which I would also recommend going to. We've been there. Yep. And I did see, um, I'm going to start calling her Terry. Little, yeah. Little Terry's tombstone when I was there. Aww. Oh, that's so cute. Amazing. I didn't know that was a thing. That graveyard? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Hollywood Forever. So cool. Look at it's, this good girl. So it's a pet cemetery. Uh, no, it's, no, it's, it's like it's a like, celebrity. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Cemetery. Okay. Yeah. I, I was picturing like Lassie yeah, and yeah, Toto. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they, I think they Yeller. do have a lot of animals there. And they, they do, it's weird, it's a cemetery, but they do like live performances there. Like we saw a live last podcast mm-hmm. show there. Okay. Yeah, they'll do concerts and crap there too. Look at Terry. Terry's a Aww. good girl. She's scruffy. Yeah, I love Karen Terriers. I think yeah. they are the cutest things. Me too. They're so cute. Because I don't so cute. love like super, super small dogs. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with them. It's just I've never really had yeah, an interest, but I also thing. don't like really big dogs. That's a good size they're dog. classically cute. And, and they're full also, of piss and vinegar. Yes, yes. that. Yes. <laughs> they're... They are big dogs in a little dog's body. <laughs> For a little uh, additional recommendation, Ash and I watched Hocus Pocus in the movie theater last night. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because is it part of the Disney thing? Yeah, let's talk about that for one second. So okay. it's it's the 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus. So 1993, 30 years. Yeah. Wow. So we I... saw that in the theater and it was crazy. I mean, we watch that every year anyways, but we were watching it and it was nuts seeing it so big. And like, yeah. I was telling James afterward, like I was seeing things I've never noticed before mm-hmm. because there was so much more detail I could see. Right. And also just when you go to a movie, you're not, you know, you put on Hocus Pocus at home. It's like just running in the background. Yeah. You're basically. also playing on your phone playing, or doing a puzzle totally, or eating or whatever. And yeah. especially a movie like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so it was the first time probably in years that we've actually just sat down and watched the whole movie. Yeah, I was, was noticing great. that like really in a lot funny. of the scenes, like especially the witches, they were like really like dewy and sweaty from the neck down, but like they had makeup on the top right. half. So I was yeah. like, oh man, it's like real. Like they were like suffering through that scene. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm it's seeing like beads of sweat. <laughs> it's an adorable like time capsule of a, a '90s Disney family Halloween movie perfect it's great and remember i was reminding him in the middle of the movie i was like remember last year when i was like my animal hero of the week is six separate cats or yes something. yes <laughs> it was because it was the binks cats that's right and then the dog the dog that stands up on the pumpkin yeah which is also a karen terrier right yeah. or a scotty i don't know i think and it's karen i don't know I, I can't picture it i remember the scene but i can't picture the dog it's the neighbor guy that's supposed to be the it's devil satan. yeah they think is satan but it's right. just an old man dressed up as satan yes it's his dog at the end when they're kicked out of the house the witches are kicked out of the house the dog like like and stay out kind of thing and he steps up yeah on the pumpkin He's really i was adorable. picturing him as a jack Ralph. russell oh yeah yeah he's like a yorkie very cute hmm 
Alrighty, I think we did it. We're back. We're back, and you know what? That's it. We're, We're back. back in black. We are. We are actually mostly wearing. Well, I'm not wearing any black. Yeah. I'm Sorry. Damn near all black. <laughs> you both are. <laughs> I'm so goth. Head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you, you real soon. soon. Bam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.